Welcome to the first podcast of Full Court Press. This is Hiran Gawala. I'm Walid Ahmed. And we're excited to, uh, to start this uh, channel. We really are starting this podcast because uh, we're two young adults who love basketball. And unfortunately, we don't have the hops to make it to the NBA or the NCAA. <laughs> uh, but uh, we thought, why not start a podcast? Um, so I think the first thing I want to talk about is, Walid, when was, the, when was the first moment you fell in love with basketball? Honestly, um, my neighborhood where I grew up, there wasn't, like, a lot of kids that, like, I knew or, like, knew basketball, like, the way that I did, just watching, like, LeBron James when he was coming up on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, the one moment I remember was when I played a pickup game with people from my school and a lot of people, like, you know, like, the brown guy trying to play basketball, it was kind of like, oh, he's not that good. And, like, them seeing me playing, like, me, like, jaying on some people and, like, the crowd really kind of getting hot. Yeah, like, there's a little like that and the people were like, oh, he's He's not nice. like he's not he's more than a nerd. <laughs> like and so like that was like the moment like I fell really in love with that. And were you in North Carolina or were yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. North Carolina middle school. Alright. So school, I think for me, I was in Miami, Florida. I was four years old and my mother, we lived in an apartment complex and my mother used to take me, they, we had a basketball court in the complex and my mother used to take me to shoot hoops on the small hoop and it was always be me and my mother midday and we would just go shoot and growing up, my father was always a big sports fan, but at the time he was a huge Lakers fan because it was oh. Shaq, it was a Shaq Kobe era, 2000s and um, so I actually started as a Lakers fan and then 2003, Miami drafts a little guy from the south side of Chicago named Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And that's when my world changed. Gotcha. Um, and so I think for me, it was it was partly my father introducing me to basketball and then my mother taking me out and, and, and forcing me to play. And then also telling me as I was growing up, like, you could be a player someday. That was always my dream. But like like you, it was <laughs> always like, okay, he's this brown kid. He can't play. Um, and then they realized, no, wow, he can actually play. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, it was just that that whole experience of having this dream. And um, so then I guess my other question for you is, um, you know, we grew up dreaming of being in the NBA, you know, being the next Dwayne Wade, the next LeBron Mm -hmm. James. You're this, you know, you're this Indian. I'm an Indian kid. You're a Pakistani kid and no one thinks you can do it. And uh, when did you realize that dream was kind of unattainable? And and what did it feel like? Um, I guess for me, it's a little bit different. Like you said, like it was a dream, but like. When I mean dream, it was a legit just a dream. Like, it was never something that'd be like, oh, I don't know if I could actually get to that. So there was never really a point of, like, kind of like the downfall of, like, uh, it's never going to work out. It was kind of more of just, like, oh, how cool it would it be if I could actually be that good or if I had played earlier, if I had, like, been dribbling the ball earlier. And it's kind of like, oh, it's a dream and it's just something fun to have and to think about. Like, oh, maybe there are different ways to even work in the NBA later on. You never know. Yeah. And so when you... You so you you're at NC State, right? Right. Um, so who's your favorite player right now? Just of or, all NC State history. No, I mean history. You can talk about a lot of players, but I feel like I'm not gonna say my favorite player. I want to say someone that I feel like probably deserved a better. Um, probably deserved a better time at NC State than he did, which was Dennis Smith. And seeing him now in the league and seeing how like like the preseason things he did, and now he's like killing it with the Dallas Mavericks I think and like his projection is way up there are people who are thinking that he'll be the rookie of the year what did I tell you six months ago you did tell me did I not tell you that Dennis Smith is going to be the rookie of the year definitely you did I'll give it to you I'm riding that train and um I believe that he can 
when you see things that Lonzo Ball is doing, oh, he was about to get a triple double, the youngest player to get a triple double. See Ben Simmons just on my phone, there was a notification he got a, a triple, triple double. double. And I think like where the Dallas Mavericks are, I don't know if he'll be able to achieve Rookie of the Year yet. But if there is anybody that I would be rooting for to get that, it's definitely Smith. Dennis Smith Jr. And I think I really wish that we had done way more with him than we did. I mean, sure. the win against Duke. That was great. Was and nice. the, way, the way you capped that off with that. Right? I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I told you this last year. Dennis Smith is my favorite player from that draft because Dennis Smith reminds me of a player that puts it all out on the court. And who's that? He goes out and he doesn't care who he's going up against. He's like a Damian Lillard. He's like a you know Westbrook. He's like, he he's like a, a Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. He gives his energy. He drives to the basket. Right. He, he he can score. He can create for his teammates. Um, so now, you know, for people that don't know us, this is our first podcast and we're going to, you know, it's called full court press with Waleed and here. And, um, you know how, you know, people don't know. So you go to NC state and I go to Carolina. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, what's that rivalry like? That, it's hard to define, honestly, because when you have a school like Chapel Hill, who puts in so much money into their basketball program and has a rival, literally the next city over in Durham, it's hard to really define the actual so let me ask you this. rivalry. Are we rivals? <sighs> In, in basketball, <laughs> not anything else. Y'all, oh, got, basketball? Fo- y'all got football okay, right yeah, now. Y'all got football. Bad. In basketball, are we even rivals as much as state fans like to believe it? I don't think so. And I think I'm saying that just because of the history. I think history-wise, like, UNC and Duke is one of the biggest rivalries, like, ever. Yeah. So to say that, like, a school like UNC to compete against NC State. I just don't think it's fair, especially, like, when we talk about, like, how much money goes into um, UNC basketball compared to how much money goes into North Carolina State's basketball. The exposure that uh, UNC gets for their basketball programs, they're getting people like the Kentuckys, like um, the UCLA's, these kind of, like, high-caliber players. NC State's just not getting that. And so, like, that's one of the reasons why I was, like, it's such a shame that a player like Dennis Smith Jr. came to our school because um, somebody, one of my friends who went to the same school as him actually told me. I don't know if it's 100% true what she says or not, but she's, he said the only reason he went to NC State was because that was the first school that reached out to him, despite true. his size, despite anything. And, and that was the first school. I actually believe that is true because I think Dennis Smith has come out and talked about he wanted to go to Carolina, but Carolina didn't reach out and State was the first school that reached out to him. And so for him, he and this is why I love Dennis Smith. He doesn't care about who's his team and There's how bad loyalty. his team is. There's he's loyalty he's loyal. Yeah. Like, I can see him being with the Mavericks for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the world of the NBA, it's a business. You never know what's going to happen. But, um, you know, like, simple fact, he was, I would say, arguably a top 10 player in the nation. And he played at NC State. Right. NC State didn't even make the NCAA tournament. It's like Ben Simmons with LSU. Right. It's kind of the same. It's like, it's like uh, the, the top pick or the top high school player this year going to Missouri. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Kevin. No, not Kevin Knox. I forgot his name. But um, so, you know, um, so, I, you know, for my take, I think it's very interesting because, um, you know, of course, I've, I've been very vocal about this. I unfortunately was brainwashed growing up. I was a dookie and uh-huh. my father was a Tar Heel. My father always told me I was crazy. And, and looking back on it, my father was right. Um, I, you know, now I'm a Tar Heel for, for life and I hope my kids. In fact, my dream is that my kid plays for the Tar Heel someday, mm-hmm. lives, lives my dream out. Um but, you know, I think it's interesting because I think 
you know, in my three years being here, we've been to two national title games. And that's and you can't ask more. You can't ask for like, anything it's more. It's like a right? Nova fan. Like you can't ask. Like, right. You you know the greatest night of my life will be April. Was it April third or April fourth, uh, two thousand seventeen? Probably can't say the same thing the year before that. Though. Right. The year before was heartbreaking. <laughs> right. But in in my eyes, I think it is a rivalry just because of location. But if we're talking about pure basketball, it's that's not what, a rivalry. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like if, if we're talking about location, I think that yeah, I think like I think all the schools are some kind of rivals. Like sure. We have NC State who beats sometimes UNC who beats um, Duke, and I think that's just because of location. But I think that literally just just based on basketball, that's really too hard to like compare the two schools. I think absolutely. So um, to kind of transition here, um, this has been, in my opinion, the best NBA summer, like the best summer in NBA history since. 2010. It's been a while, uh, for sure. 2010, of course, we're both Heat fans, so 2010 was crazy because LeBron, you know, decided to take his talents to South Beach and two rings came because of that. But, I mean, wow. wow. Did did you expect CP3 to go to Houston? No, that's one. That's, Melo no. and PG to go to, to the Thunder. Nope. Kyrie to get traded to Boston. Nope. Gordon Hayward to go to Boston over Miami, kind which I kind that. of expected that. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was just a whirlwind of a summer. Right. No, I, you could never expected a point guard at the caliber of Kyrie to ask for a trade from essentially one of the best teams in the world. And just to see that happen. And then you see Chris Paul leave a ton of money on the Clippers yeah. to go join forces with a player like James Harden, sure. who they kind of play their ball with ball dominant. So it's going to be interesting, especially it's since interesting. Uh, Chris Paul's injured now. Yeah. And now we, have to see, now we have to see what happens to the Houston Rockets. Now is yeah. it like you go back to old season ways and Harden does his thing and then... Right. CP3 comes back, you have to learn a whole new, a new system, system again. It's tricky. Injuries are tricky. And speaking of injuries... Oh, speaking of injuries, woo! I, I gotta be real. I'm a Miami Heat fan, but opening night, I had tears in my eyes. I, I just... Gordon Hayward is, you know, I think he's one of the best small forwards in the league. And, um, you know, uh, this guy who... You know, my heat. I wanted him. We wanted, we wanted him. We wanted, we wanted him so badly. I think badly. every team wants the Gordon Hayward. On but their the team. thing about Gordon Hayward is that he's not just a phenomenal player, and he's not just a great person. You can tell he's a type of player that he puts so much effort into his craft. He didn't come into the league expecting to be a superstar, and he worked his butt off, and he's a superstar. He makes this big move, which, quite honestly, I was actually excited to see Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward unite just because right. of what they achieved at Butler going to a national title game. Um, and, you know, to see in the first six minutes of the Damn. game, his I mean, I think his season's done. You know, I, know, I, I think, think it, I'm pretty sure it is done. So they're saying he could come back in February. I think I think he I think he a push comes to show he'll be back hold, in April. I think you hold them. I don't think um I think like a player like Gordon Hayward, when you see like you you invested in Hayward and you invested in Kyrie right. kind of for the future. Not right. like not like ten years away, but you you see them like, okay, they'll be good for the long run right. for our rebuilding. You see Jalen Brown, right. Jason Tatum, like that's a team like two I think like not even two years, maybe like next season. Next season. That's a scary team. That's a very that's a deep And this year a, they were a scary that's team. That's a team that on paper is I think number one in the East in the regular season, but still needs a piece to get past Cleveland in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, with him, they're a title contender, right? right. They're not I, – I still don't think they can get over Le, LeBron and the Cavs. Especially as as, after a year. As long as LeBron is in Cleveland, unless the, the Celtics add, you know, Paul George or, or another piece, 
I don't think they can get over that hump. I agree. I think, um, and I think it just goes down to like what kind of player LeBron James is. Honestly, he's like this once in a lifetime talent, like a KD, and you see these two kind of just. Kind of dominating the league in that sense, like those are. What I is think, it? Seven the, straight I, I think NBA the, title trips, right? And I think they're the only two players that um they move to any team and they legit they make change. them a hundred percent title contender. 100%. I think definitively they're only two players in the league that we can say you add them to any team that team is going to the playoffs, and that's Kevin Durant and LeBron James, right? We might be able to say about a Stephen Curry, we might be able to say about Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen that yet, right? right? I you know for me the the most exciting player in the league right now is Russ. Oh, that's, um... It's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, but I think last season, the player I was most excited to see was Russell Westbrook. And that's Last just... season, I'd give you that. I, right. think, I think this season, honestly, I'm really excited to see Giannis. I'm very excited to see Giannis. Because so, the expectation is ridiculous. Skyrocketing. I mean, for, a, for a guy who's in his, what, third year? I think third or fourth year, Third yeah. or fourth year in the NBA, and he's... And they're saying, he's, they're saying he's the next... The and and I think NBA. it's really premature, honestly. And he's recognized that. He's saying that, like, he's not at LeBron's level. He's come out and said that, I've, especially after the game when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's sure. like, it's great that I'm being called... Um, the next like, thing. The next thing, but he's right. like, I'm not LeBron yet. And that makes sense. He's in his fourth year. LeBron didn't become... He didn't get those comparisons to MJ sure. four years Look, after. Look, I am not one to jump to conclusions... But I will say I have never, outside of Anthony Davis, I have not seen a player that I can that I think come nearly as close to Kevin Durant and LeBron James. I think that what I see I think in Giannis, Giannis has a bigger. I think I think has a higher potential. Giannis dropped forty. Was it forty four last <laughs> yeah. night? Right. And I what I see in that Milwaukee team, and we'll talk about this later, is. I see a team that on paper is not the best team, but I see a team that's going to finish high in the East because of Giannis. Right, and I agree with that because of he, he did last year. I believe he led all like his team's statistics and everything. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost sure. And um, <laughs> like it's just ridiculous what this guy does for his team, and to be able to do it at the high level that he does at such a young age is. I mean, there's a reason why they're they're calling him basically the next LeBron, the sure. next KD, the next everything. So let's transition here. Um, you know, I know we want to talk about this later, but I actually think this is a good way to start our conversation. Um, let's go into our predictions. Um, I think I think our predictions are completely different, and I think we are. Uh, I think you know one thing. I think it's it's you know as an NBA fan, you know this. Mm-hmm. You can't predict the season three no. games in. Nope. Matter of fact, you won't even be able to predict the season forty games in, and, and until you get past the All Star break, right? Past the All Star break, but. I think we need to go out there, put our predictions, so at the end of the year, a year from now, our followers can hold us accountable and tell us whether or not we're good at predicting <laughs> the rankings. So let's start with the West, because I think for both of us, okay. the East is more intriguing because we love the East. Um, but let's start with the West. Um, I'll run through mine, and then you run through yours. I got – look, I think Golden State is struggling right now just because it's the beginning of the season, yeah, but I think, I think they're no question they're number one in the West. Right. I am riding the Thunder train. Okay, we have something similar there. I I see I have seen in the last three games the ball movement of Melo, PG, Russell Westbrook. I think Russell having some assets next to him. I got the Thunder finishing second in the West. I can agree with that. I think that the Thunder are, are a great team. And I think that they proved that um, last night against the uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Obviously, the Timberwolves. Like, of course. They your, won boy, that game. your boy, my Andrew boy, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Everybody's been sleeping on my Canadian I was, dude. I've been sleeping on him. But I've been sleeping I on think, him. Um, 
I think outside of that, the way that they've been playing, the way, and I think the biggest, the greatest sign about this was how they t- how they uh, were winning the game before Andrew Wiggins hit the game winner was that Russell Westbrook passed the ball off to Carmelo to hit a shot that put them over the top. Right. And I think if Russell Westbrook is willing to let go of the ball and let PG and Melo hit these wide open shots, gonna- Melo wi- was wide open basically to me, for him at least. To me, this is the greatest. Defense against the Warriors. The Warriors want a fast-paced, ball-movement type. To me, the Warriors play basketball the way basketball should be played. It's the most intriguing, I think, like... I think it's the most intriguing plan that the OKC has done. Because, I mean, like... To, it's well, it's to, all about fast to bring, movement. To bring PG and um, Carmelo and Carmelo together, these are two ball dominant players with the most ball dominant player last year, Russell Westbrook, and try and put them all together on a team. One that's really risky, and two, you really have to buy into the unselfishness, kind of like what the Golden State Warriors had to do together. And I think for OKC, it's harder because they're already well established superstars. With Golden State, it was kind of a bunch of nobodies in the beginning who became somebody. Absolutely, and so for me, what I see with the Thunder is that ball is going to be moving, moving, moving. That pro open person is going to take it. I think PG and Melo are going to have a phenomenal year as well as Russ. I think so. I got three. We're going to run through this. I got three. I got the Rockets. I, I'm still in the I'm still in the James Harden train. Chris Paul, I think it's going to be a good duo. For me, I mean, the Rockets took the Warriors to five games last year, and I think I think you add the Chris Paul. I actually think that James Harden and Chris Paul are going to do it because I, I think they have the hunger. Um, and so for me, I got the Rockets. Third, Fourth, I got the Spurs. I think you always have to keep the Spurs in the conversation. Um, but for some reason, I just see the Rockets taking over the Spurs this year. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is performing as well as he should be in San Antonio. I think the Spurs made a mistake this summer. And I think if the Spurs had gotten Chris Paul, I'd put the Spurs at number one in the West right now. I think the Sp- I think Chris Paul with Kawhi Leonard, with LaMarcus Aldridge, with, with Pau Gasol... I think they could have done it. Um, I think five, I'm riding the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are going to be nice. I got the Timberwolves. I think, uh, you know, I've been sleeping on your boy, Andrew Wiggins. I think the Timberwolves are going to go far. I'm not a big fan of Cat, but I think uh, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not damned enough to, to deny Cat is right. talented. Um, so I got the, the Timberwolves at five. I have the Jazz at six, even though they lost Gordon Hayward. Um, I think they've got a good team there. I think, uh, I think they'll do a good job out west. Um, I got the Nuggets at seven. And then I got the Portland Trailblazers at eight. I think uh, I think Portland, I think you can never count out Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. Um, I think the problem with Portland is they're not deep enough. I think they need to add a big piece. Um, I know I left out the Grizzlies. I haven't had an opportunity to scout them yet. I, you know, I'm a huge fan uh, of the Grizzlies. I think they're a great team. I, I've always wanted them to, to get something. Um, but I don't know. I'm not riding the Grizzlies train, so uh, that's my West. Okay, my West. Number one, like I agree with you, Warriors. Number two, Thunder. We discussed this earlier. I think that they. I think that they'll give the biggest problem to the Warriors, and that's why I think they have the biggest chance to knock them off before they go face LeBron and the Cavs in the finals. But number three and four, I have them switched. I have number three, Spurs. the Spurs. You're and on that Popovich four. love. I am. It's it's not even that, honestly. <laughs> um, I think that, I think I was on the same train as you. I thought that LaMarcus Aldridge was not working on the Spurs and I thought that he was on his way out. But recently he signed a pretty big contract Contracts, with them. Yeah. And I think that gi- that'll give him confidence to do well in the future because I think that shows that the Spurs organization are still willing to wait and yeah, let and him develop in that system. To chime into that, I heard Adrian Wojnarowski the other day talking about how uh, 
Popovich went to LaMarcus Aldridge and told him he needs to be a better coach for him and change kind of the offense a little bit. And, and so I, I, I would agree with you. I think I personally think LaMarcus Aldridge is going to have a good year. I think Popovich mm-hmm. is going to help him. I think so too. And I think that's why I'll put them at number three. And I think that Kawhi Leonard, when I, I just love the way this guy just handles himself. Absolutely. Like on Humble the basketball dude. Humble, Humble dude. dude. Nobody really believed him in the draft either. Like, great guy. Doesn't talk um, smack. I mean, he just does his own right, thing. Right. And I think that I think that'll put them at number three. Okay. And I think the I respect that. And I don't think that the I don't think it's because the Rockets aren't good enough against the Spurs that they won't be number three. I think it's because the injuries might be a problem with them. Right. And I think because, like we talked earlier, that. Um, Chris Paul, he's going to have an injury. He's going to have to take time off for that. Then you have James Harden having to do his own thing last year. Right. And then he has to come back. They have to, like, they have to keep mesh. going. And they're not – I don't think they're as good defensively because yeah. you lose Beverly and you, you lose, lose Beverly. you lose some pieces for, to get a player like Chris Paul. Which is maybe a story for another day, Beverly smack talk with Lonzo. I, <laughs> I, loved, it. I loved, loved it. I loved it. Um, I have number five Timberwolves as okay. well. Yeah. Got to ride with my boy Wiggins. I got to ride with. My I, boy. I gotta be real with you. I'm still not on the Wiggins train. I think I'm on the I'm on the Timberwolves train. I love Tom Thibodeau. I think I think the addition of Jimmy Butler this offseason. We forgot to talk about Jimmy Butler going. That's to what I'm saying. That's what I was just about to say. I was about to say Jimmy Butler is a big piece who plays yeah. both sides of the court. Yeah, he instills that kind of. He already knows Tom Thibodeau, so he can already like help like with that player coach relationship. Sure. If there's something that the players need something to say to the coach i sure. think jimmy butler can be that guy sure i just think um i think the one piece away from coming up and, i think it's not even peace i think it's more like like tom Thibodeau say we can talk about potential and experience but mm. i think they are still a little bit too, too young. young so would you say but i prediction that, but, but two years from now could you see the timberwolves in the top four in the west easily no i could see them yeah i could all see right. them next year honestly okay. all right bold think, predictions um, no i think next year they could be is no injuries no nothing sure i think they're fine next okay. year all i right. think um I think some of these teams, like, they start losing pieces. Like, the Warriors, how long can you keep that intact? I agree. I think They've that, got two. I think... I think and, we and, don't know anything what's going to happen to OKC. Well, so, Everybody's on, like, look, a one-year deal over there. You realize there. this summer, everybody in the league is priming themselves to face the Warriors. Right. And so, as the Warriors are going through this quest, what's going to happen is players are going to become demotivated. And then you got teams in the West and even in the East that are part, starting to put pieces together to go after the Warriors. Right, and I think that's exactly what the Cavaliers did. I think... We can talk about the East later, but I think and so then I have uh, the Nuggets at number six. I think that they have a lot of good players, and I think that sure. um, they're able they'll be able to go over the hump. And I think that um, some of the veterans that they're bringing, like a Richard Jefferson, who's close with management over there, I think that'll help them eventually sure. in the long run, and especially with the younger players that they have. Um, Absolutely. Who you got at six, seven, and eight? Real quick. I had six. I said Nuggets. So seven. Okay. I have um, the Pelicans. So I think I forgot about the Pelicans. So I wow. think that even though like if for some reason it hasn't worked out yet, it hasn't worked out the whole um, uh, Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins. But I think like over time, like they'll be able to find themselves as a defensive identity, and yeah, they'll find an offensive identity outside of just them two hogging up the lane. I agree. You made me change my prediction. I'm taking the Jazz out. And I'm putting the Pelicans. That's I, like, I, that's, well, yeah, that's I totally. But I'm putting the Pelicans over the Nuggets. I don't think so. I think we'll um, see because I think they. I feel bad. I really don't remember his name, but I'm Harris. Like, Gary? No, the um, Jokic or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, yeah. dude is nasty. Nice, nice, that nice, dude, nice. That's a, that's like one of the players I think. Like when we talk about like the future of the league internationally, that dude is the next thing outside of Porzingis. Absolutely, I um, I would agree with that. And you're talking about Jokic, Nikola yeah, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, I would agree. And then you got, of course, you got the Trailblazers. I have at the eight. Blazers at eight. Awesome. Let's jump to the East because I think this is the one that we're all interested in. 
Um, I think this summer and and now, you know, I think you can start on this one. Okay. I think I think uh, the whole Gordon Hayward injury changes everything. Oh, I think it changes it changes my list for sure. Okay. Let's we'll um, see what you got. I'm I'm, I'm curious because I you're a Heat fan. I'm a Heat fan. I want to see if you ride with the Heat. This I year. listen. I ride with them in my heart, but right. this is a little bit objective, right? All right, so, all right. Bet. All right. So number one, I have the Cavaliers. Of course. I think King James. You can't. I mean, you don't even have to explain that player. one. Best I will is, say this: the Cavs got deep. This summer. And especially now with D-Wade accepting his role, role on, the bench, on the bench. I'm so happy he did that. Absolutely. I think that shows the type of guy Dwayne Wade is. For real. But for me, I think back to that trade. Cleveland won that trade by far. Especially now, you think you about You think it? about Isaiah Thomas. Not only they get Isaiah Thomas, they A get... motivated Isaiah Thomas. Not only they get uh, Isaiah Thomas, but then they get... Um, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder to, to for the depth. They got Dwayne Wade in the offseason to go one Derek last Rose. time. They Nobody get Derrick Rose. Poor dude has an ankle injury as well, but I think that he'll be able to get over that soon. I think that Greg Monroe kind of dirty, but we, we're not going to talk about I that. I think we're the Cavs this year have – I don't think they can beat Golden State, but I think they have a better chance than last season. I think that – I think they do. I think that this is the Cavaliers' year this I, year. I – and you know, I'm going to put early prediction. I told – you can also correct. I told you this mm. – at cookout five <laughs> months ago after the season ended, I said for some – no, it wasn't at cookout. We were on the way to the J. Cole. We were leaving the J. Right. Cole concert. We, we were on the train in Charlotte over the summer. We dropped $250 on the J. Cole concert. Don't tell anyone. I just yeah. told the world. We were second row. And, um, you know, uh, I told you this. I think this is the year LeBron James is going to go ham, and I think he's going to win the NBA. I think he's going to win MVP. And I think he's going to win the NBA title. I think, And I think it goes back on. Everybody's going to say this crazy, but I'm telling you, when there's a good LeBron James shoes out there, it changed the game for him. It changed the game. with you. But, no, real talk, real talk. I think I think he's motivated than ever. I think that he – I think he's about to tear up this league. I agree. I think this is LeBron James here. All right, let's move to number two through eight. I have number two, the Wizards. Okay, all right. Um, number two was the Celtics. All right. They've been moved. I think okay. John Wall, 919. Hey, word of God. That's two minutes that's from guy. my high school, Southeast Raleigh. Guy, Shout out to Southeast Raleigh but, um, where the basketball dream started. But I think that – I think with the team that they have, I think uh, Kelly Oubre is developing into Kelly a Oubre's great nice. player. I think – Beal is going to do what he does. I Absolutely. think John Wall, he keeps I mean, getting can. better every year. Top five point guard in the league, no question. Um, number three, I have the Bucks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm heartbroken. Okay, continue. So I, I have the Bucks, And right. I think I think Giannis will take him over. And I think because the East is really that weak, I think that he'll be able to dominate all the other all teams right. but these two teams. I can really. see that. I can see that. Number four, I have the Celtics. Okay. And sure. I, and, <laughs> I think, and I'm, I'm re- very I'm, upset with no, you right no, now because I, really, I don't think you're looking I, at statistics. I really, I really wanted to put the heat. I really did, especially like the way that they've started off the season. It's incredibly positive, but I think, I think Kyrie won't let him go down that badly. I think that Kyrie. Everybody does sleep on Kyrie, and even though I ha- I hated the move that he asked for a trade or whatever, and I understand he wanted his own team, but. I feel like in the end, winning titles is a bigger deal, especially when later down the road he could have had his own team. But you never know what his mentality was going in. So I think that they have, they still have depth with Jalen Brown, with Jason Tatum. They still have Brad Stevens as a coach. I think that I think they'll be fine. Um, number five, I have the Heat. Okay, all right, that's I have fair. I the Heat. Uh, I think that's just by default because 
I think that I think the Heat could literally be number three. I think the Bucks, Celtics, or Heat they could change they could in all any switch. way. I would agree. I would but, agree. I think I think it's fair to say Cleveland and, and Washington are the most likely one and two. Right. I just don't think the Heat still have like a superstar, and that's the biggest problem why I wouldn't put them at three, four, or five yet. Because if you look at Cavs, Wizards, Bucks, Celtics. They all have some kind of superstar. Whether I would it be agree. LeBron, uh, John Wall, Giannis, Kyrie. He don't have a huge all star. And you and like we've said before, that you don't need an all star. I think to win, win in this league. I agree. But I think that you do need someone to put you over the top. over the hump. You need yeah. a, you need a player that's going to carry you in times that you need it. Right. And speaking of and teams, I think they, but there is a team that does have these superstars, but. I don't think they're still better than the Heat, which is the Raptors. I agree. I think the Raptors still struggle with kind of an identity of who they are, they are. offensively. I would agree 100%. Because they, ha- and they have talented um, teammates that are DeRozan and Kyle Lowry who enjoy being together even off the court and being great friends. I agree. But I think that – I just don't think that they're able to go over the hump in terms of – really creating a team that's really gonna beat the rest of the east right. i might be wrong on this because i love toronto as a as like what they've done with their fan base everything they're one of the great like fan bases of the nba but i don't think that their team really represents that honestly i agree i think seven it might be an early time to say but i think 76ers dude i've trusted the process i really do trust in the process um as I see you uh, cross some people out. <laughs> but I think um, Ben Simmons is going to be a lot better than a lot of people think. I, I would agree with you. I think the 76ers are going to have a phenomenal I year. I still wonder why they... I don't want to say this. It seems harsh. But when I look at Jay... I, when you look at who? Markel Fultz isn't... Um, I don't think the best traffic that they could have gotten. I, just, I agree. I think that I don't know. I understood why they wanted a point guard, but now I look at it. Now they were. I don't think they knew they were going to use Ben Simmons the way that they, they were, were before use they got Markel. And I think that kind of speaks about their organization a I little think, disorganized. I, I, I think that's something we definitely need to talk about in the future on this podcast. Is um, kind of how your uh, organization is ran and how that affects your decisions. Right. right. I don't think Pat Riley, if he was in that shoes, would have no. gone for Markel Fultz. I think he would have gone for somebody safer. Like a, I think he went for Dennis Smith. I think he would have went for Dennis Smith. I think Dennis Smith. If you had him on a team instead of Markel Fultz, I think it would be. It's better. hard. It's hard to put it. Like I think Lonzo Ball doesn't fit that team. That's I, why I wouldn't put him number one there. I think at the end of the day, we have to admit though that Markel Fultz has the upside. Like like oh, a lot of the he players does. Don't. He does. I just don't know where he fits, fits on this in. team. Right, right, right. Especially if you're using a Ben Simmons sure. the way you are, which I agree they should be using Ben Simmons in that way because right. he's so talented. Right. So you have you have the seventy six or seven, and then who do you have at eight? I have the Hornets. The Hornets. I do. I think I believe in the Hornets, dude. I believe. Um, I, Dwight Howard. He's. I just. I miss the old Dwight Howard, dude. Like especially when we I were growing up watching basketball. I think Dwight Howard was that guy I until saw. he went to the Lakers. I saw. Tragedy, but sure. I think that him pairing up with a point guard like Kemba Walker. I agree. I think I it'll think be a good duo. I think, I think they can hit the eight. I met, so I told you this this summer. I was going to Cancun, or uh, excuse me, not Cancun. I was going to Dominican Republic, right. Punta Cana, and I ran into uh, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker yeah. at the Charlotte Airport. Genuine dude, nice guy, repping his Jordans. I, I would agree. I think the Hornets are going to be good this year. I think they'll be good. Um, I'm going to give you mine. And I'm going to go off of – I, you know, it's going to be different from yours. I think the Cavs are number one by right. far. I think they're deep. I think LeBron – it's LeBron James. He's the best player in the league until he retires. Um, any team that has LeBron is number one. Right. I'm going to agree. I think John Wall and the Wizards are second. I think they're second because of the, of the experience. Um, I actually had the Heat at second. 
And I decided last second to switch the Heat because I think the Wizards have more experience than the current Heat team. Okay. I am going to disagree with you. I think the Miami Heat are going to be third in the East, and I'll tell you why. The Heat finished the season the hottest team in the league. Right. The Heat went they, – they, they were at midseason, all-star break, one of the worst teams in the East. And went on to win, I think it was 30 out of the final 39 games in the season. They lost 9 out of 39 games. My statistics might be off. And I see the way they've started this season. I see they won tonight against Atlanta. They beat Atlanta Hawks uh, 104-93. I think um, – I actually think the addition of Kelly Olenek. Um, right. Okay. I think the depth that they will have alongside Hassan Whiteside. I think James Johnson last year proved that he's a phenomenal player. Um, I, I am riding the Dion Waiters train, my boy from Philly. Um, and, and most importantly, I think what, what people don't understand about Miami and why Goran Dragic, Dragic played better last year than he did with Dwayne Wade is Dion Waiters does everything Goran needs a shooting guard to do so that he can be an effective point guard. Dion Waiters cuts to the basket. Dwayne Wade did not cut to the basket. Because he's Dwayne um, Wade. He's Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade needed the ball in his hands. Dion Waiters does not need the ball in his hands. Um, so for me, it's not even just, you know, I think Dion Waiters, Goran Dragic, obviously you have the best, in my opinion, the second best center in the league in Hassan Whiteside. I think... I am sick and tired of people counting him out and him not winning Defensive Player of the Year. I think Hassan Whiteside is the second best center in the league. Um, you know, I, I think not just that. I think it's the depth. I look at players like Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I look at Josh Richardson. To me, is going to be nasty. I think I've seen in the preseason in the first three games, Josh Richardson has had several blocks. He has controlled the game. They played him at the two guard with Goran Dragic with a Dion Waiters. Um, I think also, I think they got one of the best picks in the draft in Bam Adebayo out of Kentucky. Um, Bam Adebayo reminds me of a young Udonis Haslam. Um, and I think, I think Justice Winslow, it, you know, pains me. He's a dookie, but I think Justice Winslow this year is going to come out and really show everybody that, you know, we already knew he's a perennial defender, but I think Justice Winslow has been working hard on his shot. And I think he's going to be a great player for the heat this year. For me, the heat are third in the East because of the depth. Um, Moving on, I think Milwaukee is going to be four. I'm riding the Giannis train. Mm-hmm. The reason I put Miami over or Milwaukee is really I understand Giannis has the flair, and Giannis is, I think, in my opinion, the super, the next superstar or the future of the league. The Heat had the experience from last season, and okay. so I'm going to ride with that. I got the Celtics at five. Um, okay, so basically, like I said, three, just, four, and just, five. Just it's, three, four, and five switch. Yeah. I think the Celtics will be five. I think Kyrie. Uh, you know, I, I you know I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie Irving, but I will not sit in front of you and tell you he's not a superstar. I think Kyrie Irving without. Even without Gordon Hayward, I think they can be top five in the East. And, and I actually think this is a blessing for the Celtics because what I see in happening is Jason Tatum um, and uh, uh, Jalen Brown. Brown really having a coming out party. I think right. that this is time for them to develop. I think Jalen Brown has a bunch of potential. Um, I think this is time for them to develop. And, um, you know, I think, um, I think Gordon Hayward going out is time for them to get more playing time. So um, we'll see that happen. And uh, and then maybe next year they'll have another piece. Um, I think 6, 7, and 8, I'm going to agree with you. I, I got the Raptors at 6. I got the 76ers at 7. And I got uh, the Hornets at 8. Um, and, um, you know, so I'm going to go Raptors, 76ers, Hornets. I think the 76ers have got depth. 
Um, so I'm going to close it out with that. Um, I, I think we agree. So I think we both we're pretty similar. That, yeah, we are. So similar, to yeah. close the podcast, I want to do one last thing, and I'm going to invite a special guest on here. Uh, we've got it. We've got a, you know the vice president of RHA, Bharat Modi, in the office, Ooh. and I'm going to I'm going to put him on spot here. Uh, the quick story for our viewers: He knows nothing about basketball. He's a hockey fan. Um, you can quiz him on hockey, and he'll he'll beat you on everything. So uh, we're really quickly to close close this podcast. I want to do a, a, a bold prediction section. Um, I want all three of us to come up with a bold prediction, and and, and I'm going to let you start. I want one bold prediction from you about this upcoming basketball season. doesn't have to be about teams, just about anything. I want your bold prediction. I want you to tell me why. As an outsider. Um, As an outsider, bold prediction off the wall. I want to see an expansion. I want to see a vote for expansion from the owners. Reason is... I think the NBA is drawing a lot of um, interest from other countries, international interest. Um, and I think with a lot of the new guys that are coming up, there there is a lot of name recognition. Um, and I think more people are getting into basketball. And I think it's a sport that definitely has room to expand because I think there, are, there has been a lack of parity in the league for a few years. And you see that with some of the rosters that some of these teams are putting together. So now let me ask you. Would you put that team out west or out east? And in what city? I know I know we got a hockey team in Las Vegas. Yeah. We got a fo- two football teams that moved to Los Angeles. The Rams are looking nasty. Um, where do you put this team? I would put the team in the east. Okay. And the reason I put the team in the east is because I think the teams the the, the population centers in the west are 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 more concentrated than they are in the east. Sure. And I think maybe putting a team um, somewhere in the east um, up north is where you would look at, obviously, but okay. you know the south. What are you is saying? We're gonna have a team in Rhode Island now? Is that what you're saying? No, no, not in Rhode Island. We're gonna have a um, Providence. We, we're gonna we have got, a Providence. We got team? too many metropolitan areas covered, but maybe somewhere have, in the south. Right? Yeah. The, my question would be though that would it just be one team or two teams? Because the NBA is working at like 15 keep teams per even, conference. Yeah. Would you have to keep it even, or do we move a team that's not I making think, as much revenue? I think this them? is definitely something we should talk about. On our next podcast, yeah. but I love the bold prediction. Yeah. Going over to you, Alid. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as bold as <laughs> what Modi said, but I think um, I say that Golden State don't make the finals this year. I don't think they make the finals. I is think... that you just just trying to be bold, or is that you definitely saying no, on your heart? I, no, no, no. You think uh, that, on my heart? I think that you think the I Thunder think, are getting to the. I think NBA Thunder finals. are beating them, and it's going to be so nice to see. God uh, damn, yeah. that's a bold prediction, man. Okay. Um, I, I I'm gonna be real with you. I can't I can't support that. I um I, I just don't see that happening. Um, I I uh, I got a bold prediction. I really do. I my bold prediction is not as bold as y'all's, but I see my bold prediction is that the Miami Heat. Oh, here we go. We'll go to the Eastern Conference Finals and we'll play the Cleveland oh. Cavaliers. Um, I think the Heat are going to be in the playoffs. I think the Heat are going to make it to the second round. I think it's about getting over that hump. I think the Heat will beat the Wizards um, if they get to the second round. And I think for me, I got the Heat taking Cleveland to six or seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying that as a kid who I grew love up in my Miami, heat, man. But... 
That's hard. That's hard to digest. Look, we'll see. So with that, you know, I think this was a phenomenal first podcast. I, um, I want to th- thank everybody for tuning in. I know it's 39 minutes. We're pushing 40 minutes. Um, just wanted to let everyone know to please stay tuned for future episodes. Uh, this episode will – you guys will be listening to it as it goes live. We're shooting it live. We're, we're sending it live Friday. Uh, we're hoping to shoot an episode a week later. Um, and we got some ideas in the works. We may be thinking about starting a YouTube channel where uh, we'll have a set and you all can, can actually watch us. Um, I think our next episode, we're going to invite a few special guests. Maybe we'll have Bharat Modi back. Uh, maybe we'll have a few Boston natives uh, give a little bit about uh, their thoughts on the trade and everything. Um, so with that, I say thank you all for joining. I don't know if you want to say anything. No, I appreciate you guys listening. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun ride, man. And, you know, I think for us, it's we had dreams of being in the NBA. So this is our dreams of kind of second best thing, second best thing, <laughs> fulfilling our passion. So uh, with that, we look forward to you all joining us in the future and, and get excited to watch the, the NBA season. It started uh, and uh, definitely check out the heat. Go heat, baby. All thank right. you all. Go UNC all Go the way. Go state, boy. All right. Thank you all. I'll edit that out.